Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 114 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. Wow, 114. Yeah, awesome. I know, right? You're supposed to say your name. We haven't practiced this. <laughs> oh, gotcha. My name is Jeff Tony Dandel. And my name is Jamie Brown. The owners the- of... Well, pretty Lots much everything. Charlotte? Okay. Yeah, pretty much the owners of Charlotte, right? <laughs> a, a block. They yeah. own you. We're only <laughs> on a block. Just a whole block. Yeah. Growlers. It's just one block of Charlotte. Crepe seller, yeah. raining donuts, Haberdish, and soon to be Supperland. Supperland. Very so excited. what came first? Was it Growlers or Crepe, ho- crepe Seller? Crepe Seller came first. Crepe That's Seller is now 10 and a half years old. Okay. And um, we opened uh, that restaurant up in the bottom of the recession. I had just found out I was pregnant. And um, so it is uh, It is dear to Good our hearts and around. helped us get started and everything. But, um, you know, it's changed over the years so much, uh, expanding and everything. But she was a, the first one. I think crepe seller is super underrated. Oh, it's so good. Thank Every you. time I go there, so good. And you have some of the best ice cream flavors. So creative. <laughs> They're yes. always doing There was a porcini stuff. mushroom yes, ice cream it flavor. Yes, our minds. Like, we just thought that was so cool. Yeah, there was that. one that was like a super, it was a chocolate with a super spicy um, pepper in it. I yes, I, I mean, I we had that too. Minds, yeah, really spicy. Insane. Most people couldn't even eat it. It was so hot. Yeah, you guys it, was was a it was a Carolina Reaper yeah. ice cream. Awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, and that, you they know, ambiance in there is so great. It's perfect for a date night. Like, it's just, I, I love a place like that. Terrible for pictures, but so great for the mood. It's <laughs> horrifying for pictures. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's it's that, really you gotta bring bad. out that flash. But see, that's like where I like to dine. Anywhere that's good for pictures, like, it's, right. I don't look good in that kind of light. Ja- like, Jamie, turn the lights way down low for me. <laughs> Jamie takes the food out of there and goes outside yes. to take pictures, like, on the street. You have to. Than, it's so yeah. dark. Yeah. It's just. But don't change it because that's how you, you know that's that's how you want it to be. I know we I know the dark lit room. That's what I think is such a big part of that a lot brand. Of candlelight, is just, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. very dark and intimate. So what were you guys doing before then? Um, I was uh, working for a NASCAR team, oh. handling sponsorship for them, and uh, Jamie was. I was working for um, Lance Snack Foods, which is down South Boulevard in um, brand management. So eating lots of potato chips and crackers. So That's it's been oh, in the great. food business, but just different. As many as you want? Was there a limit? Oh, no. No, it was all day long. Limit. All day long. And that's kind of disgusting in itself. But it was a lovely <laughs> company. I loved the people that I that I worked with. Like, I could not have if had If you a brought happier. in Lay's potato chips, were they like, get the fuck out of here? <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did lots of taste testing. A lot of mornings, like on Friday mornings, you'd come to the conference room and there'd be 20 bowls of chips out. And you would look at everything and, and judge them based on texture and color and and black like black marks on tortillas like you wanted to have a certain number of black marks on kettle chips you'd look for you wanted a certain number that had crinkling to them because that's very appetizing to people oh yeah so um yeah you just become like a little bit of a foodie nerdy scientist do you like the orange lance crackers with peanut butter oh i used to eat those all the time those are my favorite i always go for those (laughs) yeah i know that's the toast cheat that's the i mean yeah back then it was like seven times over the bestseller of sandwich crackers back then so but the the captain wafers are that's that's just the plain (laughs) butter cracker that's the one i prefer well you know it doesn't come with all different insights yeah. oh yeah okay if, if you yeah the if cheese. your wife works there and you get deals on them yeah you, you know what's up you're a connoisseur yeah. that's right so and did you're you guys stuck both... at a racetrack like, yeah yeah um, that's like put those in your lunchbox that's like seven of those ex- were lunch. you able to get a sponsor from lance for your nascar no. team no they <laughs> he wasn't sleeping with the right people right <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly so you guys both just 
let go of those jobs when you so we quit our jobs right at the height of the market when everything was awesome and uh we had just gotten married quit our jobs uh packed a backpack and we went backpacking around uh europe and made it all the way around the world so we did a little nine month jaunt and uh then came back that was our figure out what we're going to do with our lives. So that was where Crepe Cellar was born so what, on that So trip. what country did you figure out Crepe Cellar was going to happen? In, in Tarifa, Spain. Tarifa, Spain, oh like kind of put the icing on the cake for we need to open a, a, like a really cool But here, here's the thing. It was really actually just like a dreamy idea. It wasn't actually supposed to like, we weren't <laughs> supposed to come back and actually open no, a it's restaurant. Like, there was it's a lot like, of wine involved. It was supposed yeah, to be yeah. drunken. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just a cute <laughs> idea. Wouldn't it be fun it's if like, it wasn't supposed to happen? Yeah. To, Two, two people that spent a lot of money on education and with MBAs and everything were like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to open a restaurant. She was thrilled. Were you guys <laughs> scared? I mean, you had no, you had left your jobs at this point. Like, was there a, like, was there a savings account that was like, was there a yeah, number we, that was dwindling. agreed upon? It, very fast. <laughs> yes. We, so we both had worked for about five years, just okay. saving, hoping, planning that we could do something like this. And then, um, yeah, when we came back, it was, um, it was absolutely scary. I mean, I remember laying on my back. It was like this white shaggy rug and like tears falling into my ears. You're like, pregnant. Too. Yes, I yeah. was pregnant. And, <laughs> And there we were about to, you know, according to him, open a restaurant. And um, it was it was terribly scary. Yes. We need uh, to go back to this trip, though. I want to know more about <laughs> this trip. Months. It was amazing. Life altering. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you rudely. No, no you're, <laughs> so you're so rude. You can play good. the uke, but so how did you, the manners. How did you plan this nine month? trip did you just start in one oh, place it and was, we had no plan that yeah it was, was a free for all we we were like i had a roommate from business school that had a place in london and had just moved there for work and we're like he's like yeah you can stay with us we're like all right we're gonna that start in london point. our starting point yeah <laughs> and yeah i mean we tried to mooch off as many family members and friends as they we were could very find, kind <laughs> um for sure so when you went to london you didn't know where you were going to go next no, no. We, we really took one city at a time. Yeah. And actually in London, um, we got out of there as fast as we could. We, we loved it, but it was so expensive. I mean, what mm. was it, it like? It was $2.02 cents to the pound when we got there. It's like the yeah, highest that was, that was it's the ever highest. been. And we, we went out like the second night we were there and we went to a pub and we got some beers. And I remember they were, they were eight pounds each. Yeah. And I was we're like we're not like, gonna make it. No, like, like this can't. We can we have nine just months spent of this. Thirty-two dollars on <laughs> yeah. some four percent beer. I was yeah. like, this is, this is not working. Yeah. So it was, it was actually cheaper for us to just buy a plane ticket out of yeah. London. Yeah. So we did. Right. We got a, a and, flight and your on brother, Ryanair. And yeah, her brother was uh, was like, hey, his brother's wife worked for Lufthansa, and she was like, we're going, we're gonna go to uh, Italy. And you know, in two days, we're like, so are we? So we just perfect. Like, <laughs> met them, met them there, and yeah, yeah, lots of Ryanair flights, right? Yeah, yeah. lots of Ryanair <laughs> flights. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in Italy, um, and 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 ended up going to this little town. We were we were basically on our way. Um, we were on our way to Venice, and Jeff pulled out this little post-it note. And he goes, I mean, I know we don't have a plan, but what about if we go here? I looked at the note, and it. It had these names on it that were his um, father's grandparents. And um, it had this little town called Fai de la Paganella. And he was like, let's just go there. It was basically where the name Tony Dandel traces back to. If you look at, any, like it, 
it's down in Brazil and Argentina, and there's a few in the States, but um, they all trace back to this little town called Fidela Paganella. So um, we made our way. It took us like two or three days to oh, get to this little town. Really funny getting there. But it was amazing. I and mean, we, we spent um, six weeks there and traced his name, came away with a, a family tree of 180 names. And um, it's just absolutely fascinating. And met your people? Met, were there met, any? Yeah. met my people. Well, yeah, so the town is really interesting. It's about 700 people. And it's very inbred, so about a hundred of them are Tony Dandel. <laughs> it's all right. Tony Dandel. So my people. Yeah. So, and, so yes. if you're not a Tony Dandel, like you've got to. You were either like, an Agostini or a Mates. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it, you know. We, we went to uh, like a little picnic that they had in the city. And, you know, the somebody introduced us. They're like, yeah, these are Tony Dandels from the States. And she's like, Tutto Tony Dandel. She's like, everyone's Tony yeah, Dandel. Yeah. Here. She's like, Tony Dandel, Tony Dandel, Tony Dandel. You and everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I'm so uh, jealous. Like, we need to do this. Do you guys have See, we're Jews. We can't, are... we're, we can't do a nine-month thing like that. <laughs> we did four weeks and thought we were That's, very courageous. That was good. amazing. <laughs> yeah, Where did you go? Good. We did a Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Okay. Yeah, and then like a week in Italy. But yeah, like it was... Yeah, to do nine months is like, that's the dream. That's awesome. That's the dream. But where did you go in Italy? That time we did... We um, went, so I studied abroad in Florence. Yeah, oh, okay. So he likes to go back there a lot. So we went to we went to Sicily on this trip, which, which was very cool. It's very Sicily's small. Sicily's awesome, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, well, because we went to like this little um, place to get this... We went to Noto. Yeah, we wanted the almond granita. Have you seen that? Chef's Table? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where you went? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we went just so for awesome. that. I saw that and I was like, we have to go there. We're going there. That's awesome. It's a good yeah. thing I wasn't in the restaurant business then because we would have spent like four times as much. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We stayed, do, like, we stayed in San Sebastian and we, I think we ate, oh, gosh. Like, I ate like free like figs street from food. The, and I'm like, oh, you know, gosh. three of the top 20 restaurants in yeah. the world are here. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, like, the best produce and, like, things you can just get anywhere. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So what inspiration from that trip made its way down to well, when the we were when we were traveling around, we kept this little notebook, and it was a little black notebook, and we called the notebook crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it had all these crazy ideas. Like, he was at the time studying, like, Java coding, so it had some weird, like, angles with that. And we were interested in restaurants, and I was really interested in art history. So it was, like, this, like, weird, like, conglomeration of different ideas. But... Um, we started writing down stuff about crepe cellar when we were traveling around in Tarif. It's the southernmost tip of Spain, and it's this little walled town, and there's these tiny little restaurants, so much character. It's just beautiful. And we started writing down ideas there, like, wouldn't it be cool if it had, you know, like everything was a slower pace, and we had beautiful coffee service, and we did things like, um, had like, it's just so simple, but like table side, like brought powdered sugar over to the table and sprinkled on just things that felt more romantic and more like it feels in Europe, slower and like you can appreciate your time. And I think that's something that both of us realized we were lacking here in this city. And um, I think, you know, the food scene has exploded so much now, but then particularly, you know, yeah, there was no da. not so much like of Cabo that. Cabo Fish Taco, that was it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I love that then. place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the, yeah, like the Louisiana. So why place. Noda? It just fit our vibe um, of I never. We had no money. It we, was we cheaper. Had, yeah, we had <laughs> at no, the time. So, <laughs> so now. yeah, a few things going on. So one, if you are looking to open up a restaurant, no realtor, especially no realtor uptown, really wants to talk to somebody that's just like, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing, and like, I got, yeah. like a <laughs> maybe a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so no one really wants to, you know, talk to 
talk to this guy back then. And then um, Noda, you know, it was it was two thirds empty between the Y and um, and Thirty Sixth Street. That's crazy. So it was crazy how you know because all the galleries had started moving out, and there really you know there's only one or two galleries that were left. And uh, so it was, yeah, it was a ghost town. And so we were able to get a good lease there. Um, it also kind of fit um, our um, vibe of just like, we just like that, you know, people have tattoos there and everybody's welcome. And it's not like, I don't have to wear a suit to, you know, go greet people in the dining room. And um, so it was that, that was just like the right place for us. Those were where we wanted to be. Were you guys so. living there at the time? No, no, we were living at that we time. Where were we? Close to Uptown. Yeah, we were uptown. close to Uptown. So we were doing the apartment thing because, yeah, when we went away, we didn't have any. We, we were like living a in a studio locker, so. apartment, the two of us. It was so yeah. much fun. You'd gotten rid of your stuff before going on the trip. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we got a studio and we're like, we have so much stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we had been living out of backpacks. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. We, you, don't, you don't really need months. that much. You, yeah. That's what you find we'd, out. We'd Absolutely go not. to our storage locker and be like shopping because everything fit too. You're <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Wow, what's this? I forgot about <laughs> so this. So nice. So when you opened up Crepe Cellar, was the plan to like keep going? And like, did you see this no. becoming what it is now? Or were you like one restaurant? It, like, it just kind of, uh, yeah, just spiraled into it. It um, Growlers, uh, the space Growlers is in, I think probably like right when we started construction, like we got our permits, we started construction, we had everything rolling. And my landlord's like, hey, the guys next door just uh, forfeited on their lease. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> but then, you know, so then we started kind of talking with them and working working things out to kind of move into that space and keep things rolling. You, you kind of f- figure out the restaurant business is uh, very, very tough. And you need to just create as much revenue as possible from as many sources as possible and then hope that you have something left over to live on. So, um, so having it's really glamorous, isn't right? It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah. So it's crazy. So, um, yeah, crepe seller was doing great. We were, you know, hitting all our numbers and everything, but at those kind of sales levels, when we opened up crepe originally, we only had 11 tables. So, um, it was, you know, it was doing well, but it's, yeah, it's still hard to kind of you're capped out. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, so yeah we, we definitely did not make what we were making before for many, many, many years. Are we yet? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel so. like when Hab- Haberdash changed the restaurant scene like so much, I feel like it was it was like a major part of what we're seeing now. I mean, yeah, like you said, like the, they do like the French press like service there. Like it, it's things are like the attention to detail there. Like I mean, just like you know, the, and things that we're kind of taking for granted now because you guys have become like such a staple. But like you know, like the flowers and the ice cubes with, from Colleen Hughes and. I mean, just the plateware and like, I mean, all of it is just like, it's the number one restaurant we recommend for people coming from out of town. I think it's the quintessential, <clears throat> it's Southern and Charlotte in a way that I don't think any other restaurants kind of hit at that Like it's modern upper Southern. Yeah, right, right. Level. Yeah, but upscale. Thank you. Like it's Thank just, you. it's such a special place. Thank like, you. We're, we're, we feel lucky because it kind of came about for us right at the time as I think Charlotte was... Um, hungering for interesting, different, new places. And I don't want to say our town was desperate for it. I mean, we've been here for 20 years, so we understand, like, looking for, like, what are those neat, unique local places that can make this truly Charlotte? And I think Haberdish opened right at when, you know, other restaurants were opening like it, too, that were just a little bit different. And now you're seeing so much of that, and I think that's what's making our um, city 
so unique and giving us, you know, like what, what, what is Charlotte? You know, we've got these really cool places now and cool neighborhoods. And we didn't have that even like, I don't know, even like six years ago, it feels no. like, you know, it was kind yeah. of there. There was the start of it, but now it's like really solidifying itself. And I think that's really, really cool to watch happen. Yeah. You guys ha- busted it all open. With Haberdish, Haberdish. Was, <laughs> Haberdish was cool. I think for us too, cause it was kind of like our, well, we live in Charlotte now. So like, let's embrace, like it was, it was, you know, for two people that aren't from here that, you know, we always joke cause we, I started Davidson in 94. So I'm 25 years of being in this area. So it like Haberdish for me was like, well, this is where I live now. This is my sense of place and where I'm going to be. And we're going to be here for a long time now that we yeah, we're kind of stuck here now. We're stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> now you need to so, go anywhere. So, so it <laughs> was, fast. yeah, it was great because it was like, this is where we're going to be. And it was our yeah. exploration into um, what Charlotte food is and what you have in Shelby and what we have in Mount Airy and um, kind of going all around to all these towns around us. It was, it was pretty fun. So how like involved in the menu development are, are you both? Like, do you, you know, rely well, on the chefs Did you lot, have the or? concept or... I, how, when you're doing a new thing like you're doing Supperland now, mm-hmm. how like we how ha- we have our, our chef selected. He's actually the sous chef from Haberdish. His name nice. is Chris Rajinsky, and he's a lovely person with a great attitude. Just um, always working hard, always wanting to to listen and learn. And and he's he's been amazing. And he's got a great team there that he's working with now. And I think they're all growing really great together. So we've got him. And as we get closer to opening, he'll be pulled in to actually help make all this this vision happen. Jeff's already working with him and, and taking um, the two of them got, have gone down to Atlanta. You guys have, where else have you gone? You've, um, sh- he went to Chicago with us. Chicago and Atlanta. And then I just went to San Fran with to Colleen to San Fran. I saw oh, that. Yeah. GM. yeah. That's awesome that so, you guys do that. So yeah. a lot of times it's like, we'll, we'll have this idea. Like we know in our minds where we envision what we want to have happen, but we both know that we're not trained necessarily to make those things happen. So Jeff handles kind of like an executive chef would do managing the menu, the process, the creation of, you know, what flavors go with what and keeping the the menu balanced and, and prices at different price points, making sure that um, there's different offerings for different types of dietary uh, needs and so forth. So he, Jeff really manages that from an overhead standpoint. And then I think my role has not so much to do with the food, but yet it's uh, making sure that it all jives with the story. I love the story. She makes of sure we stay on brand. Yeah, pretty, just, pretty the brands are so good. Yeah. So <laughs> important, and yeah. and you know we have an amazing team. And I think the sh- the chefs we have coming over for Supperland um, are um, really talented and creative, and 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 we're so lucky to have them. So yeah, so, I, I yeah. love doing the R and D stuff. So I'm I play a big part of that, and I like I end up curating everything as well. So okay. um, usually nothing goes on the menu without me kind of having input on it or whatever. So um, it's uh, the the cocktail stuff is probably the most fun because I usually end up going over to Colleen's house and we roll through like 20 different different drinks and hang out and have have a good time. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, when Haberdish came along, we're always closed on Mondays over at Crepe Cell and Growlers. Um, So we would just, every Monday just come in and make fried chicken. So I used to work 
um, Sunday brunch. I used to expo. So I would then prep everything on Sunday at the end of my brunch shift and kind of like brine the chicken and have everything ready. And then the next day, um, I'd head in there, um, and, uh, just make fried chicken for a few months. I didn't realize you were actually cooking. So we got really good at it. So at Crepe Chiller, were you the chef to start off with? Oh no. No. So, um, I love, (laughs) I, I love cooking and I cook a lot. But um, I am really slow and really messy, so you don't want it's me true. cooking in a professional kitchen. Yeah, I've seen that you post that like um, you cook uh, at home a lot, right? Yeah, like, yes. And yeah, both of you, it like, seems like. And I do. Different. I like doing everything very like meticulously from scratch, like make pasta from scratch and bread and whatever and that kind of stuff. Like she would laugh at me. She'd be like, "If I'm like, hey, we're gonna have BLTs on Saturday," that would mean that. You know, two weeks beforehand, I would start like my starter and making bread, you know, you know what I mean? So it, that would be, that Grow would the be tomato. Yeah, exactly. So that would be us having a BLT. So no, you don't want, you don't want me. Like, it's not cost efficient necessarily. No, no. Oh, it's absurd. Yeah. But so, um, yeah. And now we're so, um, everything it's, it's crazy how, um, the food scene's changed that no one person can do this anymore. I think when we first started, yeah, like, you know, one person could manage the bar and they're buying the wine and the beer and doing the guy. Now it's like Colleen does the cocktails with like two other people, three other, you know, there's people helping, giving ideas. We have somebody that does the beer buying. We have somebody that does the wine. We have somebody that helps with inventory and kind of, you know, so everything is kind of, um, we have somebody that kind of specializes in salads and vegetarian stuff for us. And then somebody that does ice creams and, and pastries. Um, and pastries. <laughs> so it's like it literally everything is getting so segmented um, that. Um, but I think I think that's really great from um, from any kind of company standpoint. And, you know, the restaurant business is no different. The idea that certain people can kind of raise their hand and say, hey, I love to do X, Y, Z. I love to make breads. Could I please you know, be more involved with this. Or I love, you know, I love um, pickling techniques. Can I, you know, be, be our best pickler? You know, like, I think those kinds of things create a very empowering environment where people can step up and really like have a chance to shine, even if it's in like this tiny segment. It is such an important part of the business. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's great for our team to be able to, to have those little moments of taking things on themselves. Yeah, you put trust in them. And then also yes. they can get really good at that thing. Whenever Absolutely. you know, when you have someone doing six or seven things, like they're not yeah. gonna be great at any of so them. So you you had asked a while back, like if if he started out cooking at Crepe Cellar, we've actually had the same head chef at Crepe Cellar this entire time. Wow. His name is Steve Cooney. That's amazing. I know. That's it's so amazing. Like is Steve that is that a world record? Yeah, <laughs> like ten and a half years. Might yeah. be. So he, so. for instance, not that he really wants to be doing this all the time, but he's the most bar- amazing burrata maker. And everybody knows Ow. about our burrata at Crepe Cellar, right? <laughs> it's it's the so freaking delicious. Best. <laughs> well, you could, you know, seeing him do that, like he just, he does it so fluidly, you know, making this stuff from starting out from cheese curds and, and creating the whole burrata. And I think that, um, you know, that's a tiny piece of what he does. He does, you know, so many things in that business, but um, we're And that's where, to. yeah, like something like for me where I'm like, hey, I want us to have, I want us to put a burrata on the menu. And we went to New York and talked to some people you know, making burrata. We went to Italy, watched them make it a few times, watched some YouTube videos, and Steve just, like, you know, crushes it. He just, like, figures so, it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's totally on board. Yeah. So. Well, so speaking of treating your people well, I wanted to talk about the living wage um, that you guys have just implemented for, is it, I guess it's in place now, right, it, for all it your It is employees? in place, yeah. So um, we announced it 
three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, and it's been in place for about two weeks. That's amazing. So it's, it's been, exciting. it's been awesome. Like it re- really has. I don't think, I think this is like the longest stretch we've gone without having to like fire anybody. Yeah. No one's going like, to leave. Everybody's now. showing up for work. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I was like, this is all I had to do. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I mean, it's, uh, that's pretty tall order, right? Cause you guys have how many people in, in total right now? There's 90 some people over there. And, um, this change we had about, 24 people that were under the living wage and then an additional about another 25 or so that um had their salaries no it was was another 50 that had their salaries increased even if by nominal amounts just to keep hierarchies in line so it was a lot of people that um in total that were were impacted by it so we were glad that we were able to do it you guys employ so many people that's amazing (laughs) it is i mean it's the service industry yeah it's crazy it just takes a lot of people to make every day work what about the bacon jam? I want to talk about that. <laughs> Back <laughs> to important matters. That, just like, let's get off the living wage. Like, and you know, that's great, bacon jam. That's great. But like bacon jam. <laughs> so Whose idea was that? <laughs> so I, I, I started making that at home and that was part of our research for Haberdash. I didn't know where it was going to go or what we were going to use it on. And uh, yeah. It's so, so brilliant. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And those biscuits are perfect. Is that like someone's grandmother's recipe or what is that? Whose recipe is that? So the biscuits are more, um, it's it's a pretty standard biscuit recipe. Uh, the, I think the big help for us is that we use a uh, snowflake flour. Um, they're okay. just outside of uh, Raleigh. And I went and visited them on a little trip there. They have the coolest old school plant and um, they're getting kind of local flour from from people around here and uh so i think that's that's kind of the big help so it's pretty much it's very similar to the biscuit we were making at crepe cellar for uh brunch over there we just added lard to it i was gonna um, say what's the fat it's lard that's so why they're so good it's half lard half butter um and uh yeah there's really nothing crazy besides the just following the technique and um you know, so glad keep, you guys keeping the lard. ingredients cold and um, just making sure yeah, like that fat's got to be really cold, right? The f- fat's got to be cold. You got to work quick. You need it. It helps to kind of throw your stuff in the fridge the night before. So you just kind of take your flour, put it in the walk in. And then in the morning when you're rolling out your biscuits, it gives you a few extra minutes. Well, if I ever work so. there, you can just pay me in biscuits and bacon jam. You don't have to worry no, about the you gotta pay your money. <laughs> I don't I need a living sweet tea butter now. I love the sweet oh, tea yeah, butter. It's amazing. So. Seriously, yeah. it is so good. You could make a biscuit with that. So how t- extra would that talk be? Talk about how something on one of your trips has made it on a menu. Uh, one of our uh, like yeah, sometimes I mean, it's like the tiniest components no, too. It's so it's not necessarily like the full dish, but um, well, I mean, it, so the we we went looking for sonker. So. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys tried the song? Yes, yet? I have. Okay, yeah, so it's we've like had a everything huge, on the. It's like a cobbler okay. almost, right? It's like it's like a cobbler, and so I had never heard of I it had, until I saw it on your. Menu. I had read about it and heard about it and did a bunch of research on it, and uh, so in Mount Airy they actually have a Sonker Trail. They have mm. seven, eight, nine restaurants depending on the season that are making Sonkers. So um, we kind of loaded up the kids and went to Mount Airy and had a good weekend. And Sounds wonderful. We just, <laughs> yeah, we, we ate there and just, yeah, had Sonker everywhere. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we'll do to, you know, we'll find something like that and then we'll get fully immersed in it. And uh, what about on a recent trip? Like you said, Chicago and San Francisco. Well, if Chicago, I, I mean, we, a lot of the reason we went to Chicago was to start generating ideas for Supperland. Yes. And um, 
yeah, there's just, I mean. So I what's think, the concept for yeah, Silverland? What's the brand story? So, so mm-hmm. well, and it's still in process, but you know, it's a, it's a historic church. It's actually two different buildings. Jews which, are going to be allowed in the church? Yes. Okay, All are welcome. Non, non-denominational. It's non-denominational. Non-denominational, yes. It's, well, one yes. of our company principles is that everyone is welcome. Yes. All the time. All the time. All the time. Employees, <laughs> guests, everyone. I was going to yes. come so. anyway, so. Yes, you'd be yes. invited. Perfect. You would be allowed. Okay. Um, that's settled. Um, so what is neat about the building is uh, it's actually two buildings. And so that's part of the reason why we went with the name Supperland is because it's a place. It's not just like it's it's not just a building or spot. It's like this whole area. It's like We've a got, theme park. It's like a theme park. <laughs> <Supperland> <laughs> totally sounds like the best theme park. Yes. When I when I'm thinking about like what our I'm signage in. is going to look like, I think about theme parks. And I know that sounds weird, but you can get inspiration from such like quirky places, and. Um, so I've been looking at and collecting in my Pinterest account, like all of these weird um, uh, old amusement park signs, because I just think there's there's something interesting, like kind of a welcome to yes, Supperland. Yes, welcome to Supperland, you know? absolutely. And, and there's, you know, we're going to have, it's two buildings. We'll have the main dining area and the large sanctuary. And then in the smaller building will be the cocktail bar. There's kind of a, a garden area in between. And so it's kind of like you're coming to this whole place and you can experience the place from a bunch of different ways you know you can you can you can eat with us you can go over to the cocktail bar you can walk through the garden you can sit in the garden and i think you can drink there can't you outside <laughs> yes <laughs> have a cocktail outside it's on the property yeah um so anyway we wanted to feel like this whole experience so when we were in chicago we were looking for a lot of ideas and stuff we haven't solidified anything but i mean everything from different flavors of it, butter it's, to it's cooking to just making sure that uh chris is on you know it, that like being on a trip like that for four straight days is like we can all get on the same page and then we are then we have like a nice vehicle to pass ideas back and forth and say hey we want to go this direction or that direction and um having those experiences dining together like even if you're not like actively coming up with an idea like it definitely gets you guys on the same page it's small things too we went to um what is it elski elski in chicago in chicago and wow it was like one of the most amazing meals that i've ever had and um and the biggest takeaway was like they make this uh they make this really special butter to go with their bread and i was like this is amazing how, how is it special i'm i love butter it's, it's top secret okay she's a butter lady okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna say i'd be very surprised if he talks about this. yeah this is not this is this is still in the yeah, yeah it's a secret stage but yeah, we're, so, we're gonna go there next time yeah okay yeah. so much jamie by the way is the absolute worst to bring oh. on these things because oh, she always <laughs> finds the most dip sh- she'll be like oh i love these napkins like we should have <laughs> these napkins and then you like talk to the waiter they're like yes the uh restaurant owner's grandmother hand knits these <laughs> <Yeah>. and you're <laughs> like never mind yeah, like, i don't like those napkins. like that's that's how everything <laughs> they're is. imported like, from a very small yeah. town yeah. and but if you go to like 150 different restaurants and they're all amazing you're kind of like pull some little things from there. And that's what we hope like with Supperland is that it's just like a, a collection of a bunch of different ideas that we've seen that we love, that we think help us express what we want that place to be. A food theme park would be right. like, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's so that's on brand for us. I feel like yeah. too. I'm <laughs> yes. I'm all about it. I like having like a separate cocktail room too. I mean, that just really like, it's not like I'm just at the bar until I'm waiting for my table. Like it's really a place to like, and I feel like you guys have that at, at like your places already. Like people go to the bar to hang out, but like having that in its own room seems like so intimate. Co- Colleen's excited to have like her own yes, her own thing. space. And um, yeah. it's been fun over there because we're 
you know, I, th- I think we're doing a, a really good job with our, you know, cocktails uh, programs at all our places. And now yes. we're like trying to just dial in everything to the next level. Like, how can we do this better? How can we do this better and build it from the ground up instead of just kind of like stumbling our way through it? Your cocktails so, are so next level. Like um, everything, <laughs> she, like, because Colleen's at both places, job. right? Like she, right now, she, she's she does the cocktail list for, yeah, for all the places. For Crepe Cellar, yeah. Growlers, yeah. For House, and For Haberdash. Oh, for Growlers for too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she's really something else. Like she her is. flavors. We're lucky. She's she's been with us for nine years, right? Yeah, oh, nine wow. years too. That's crazy. Really long time. So she yeah, she started out as a bartender and um and and server at at Crepe Cellar and Growlers, and then um, just really expressed an interest in cocktails and wanting to learn more. And Jeff saw that she was so interested, and she she's fully self trained. Like she's done an amazing job, just taking it all into her own hands and becoming um, what she was hoping to be. So. She's the proud like of one her. of our experts now. Yeah, it's like a pretty crazy that absolutely. she's just like yeah, like saw that and like followed that passion. Yes. So how did you guys meet and where? Well, I I have I still we we <laughs> met in we were both in political science at Davidson. And I oh. always sat front and center because I'm a nerd and I knew I I I, I went to Davidson because I played basketball. So like I never really pretended. You are tall. This makes sense. I know, right? <laughs> I am tall. How tall are like, you? I'm 5'11". Okay, yeah. Yeah, but then I always wear some heels. So I always tell Jeff he just made the cut because he did just make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) So How tall are you, Jeff? In a lot of ways. (laughs) He's six (laughs) feet. I'm 5'11". Maybe maybe like 5'11 and three quarters. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's six feet. Stand up and yes. But um, so we were in political science class and I always sat front and center because, you know, as a basketball player, I just always thought of myself as being there for basketball, I didn't. Th- everybody there is so intellectual, and I just didn't feel like I fit in. But I was like, if I sit up in the front, at least like that gives me a shot at hearing more, or understanding more, <laughs> or something. Like set myself up to win. So I did that, and this goofball was sitting probably four rows back. Um, I don't know what you were doing. Probably far. never paying attention. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's probably where I first met you. But oddly enough, his best friend. And doubles partner dated my identical twin sister for that's right seven years. Yeah. yeah, so there's two of them are they? So they're not together anymore. They're no. not together. No. no, they split up. We got married. Uh, we didn't start dating until after college. Who yeah. talked to who? Like you, just who was the initiator? It was. Oh, he's been. He, he was chasing oh after me. Goodness. I just eventually got tired of running. But. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, well, kind of. But <laughs> I invited him down to a family reunion. After college. Or this is this after, is after yeah, okay. college. We were both living in, in Charlotte and constantly getting thrown with each other, you know. So I'm, um, yes. So her sister's dating my roommate after college. They dated for seven years. She's sharing a car. We're going out all the time. So it was the four of us spending, out to dinner. So we just spent a lot of time together. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you just wore you it down. It was literally like, yeah, the, <laughs> the world just was gonna, saying like, you're going to get together. You're going to get together. You're going to get together. And we... I tried running. He tried running. It just no. We just. So was it weird at your wedding when you're yeah. our best man, my yeah. best man, and her? Yes, oh yeah, it, yes. it was all. Were they with other people by that point? Yes. Yeah, all was yeah. good. All was well. So you guys are yeah. identical, identical. Like yeah. hard to tell the difference. Or? Yeah, hard to tell. It, yes. Um, usually, if people meet one of us on our own, they're then able to tell us apart okay. in the future. But if you meet both of us at the same time, it's kind of like what the we, heck? Like, we just we just had our twentieth. Uh, you just had your 20 20 year yeah 20 year reunion thanks jeff and (laughs) and uh yeah so of course my best friend comes and flies in and her sister's staying with us so 
He's just like, all right, I'm going to ride up to Davidson with you. I was like, of course, the let's four of us. Back we'll in the car. Yes, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, but we all get along. Yeah. It's, good. So it's good. Well, and you guys it's have good. a lovely family. Your kids are out there and you're, like, you're just like. Doing Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they can do it. a Rubik's Cube. One of your kids in 59 seconds. I your know. daughter's reading two different books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're like and She's teaching so herself polite. Finish, like, <laughs> 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 And you talk to them like they're adults, which is how I want to talk to my kids. Like you're just very like, you know, it's just normal. Like. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I'm sure we're doing. I'm, we're all messing up our children in our own unique right, ways. Right. This is true. So I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. But how, I really, I really like them. I think both of us really like just adore our kids. They're they're special. They're wonderful little special. things. I mean, everybody should think that about their kids. But yeah, so yeah. Everybody, <laughs> you know, going into the restaurant business, everyone's like, "You're never going to get to see your kids," and it's really been awesome because I learned early on that none of my staff were even up at the same hours of my kids so right because um, restaurants so, all late right. stuff right yeah. so as long as i made a commitment to you know get up in the morning then um yeah i had the i had all the kids in the morning you know for three four hours but then commitment to no sleep probably <laughs> i a, imagine a, a little bit yes. a little bit of, of no sleep yeah. <laughs> it is a little odd like you know like working a restaurant shift and going home and just being like well i need to just go lay down next to my wife in bed and stare at the ceiling for a half an hour. But that's, I think that's a better option than like coming home and having like six That was what somebody drinks. had said to yeah, you. Being like like someone said, up. Uh, yeah. they uh, said the uh, best uh, advice he said that he got. Yeah. The best. Of, yeah. It was just, he's like, when your shift's over, go home. And go to and, bed. And, yeah, yeah, cause you don't want to get on that. Like, you know, cause yeah. like, yeah, we're done. We go out, we party. Right. Like, yeah, unwind. Don't, don't get in but, the train. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, instead of like going home and having like six drinks and chilling out, it's just, you know what, if you, train yourself you you, you get good at it not so. gonna fall asleep right away be like you said stare at the ceiling for yeah. half an hour and it'll come yes <laughs> yeah. exactly. well i'm interested in your um jamie and your your diet your autoimmune protocol right Is yeah that what it's it, something how's isn't that it? going yeah well it's still going are i'm you, oh, okay i am 14 months in um people are always like oh are you introducing more foods how's it going i'm like I wish I could say I was. Um, I, I'm not. Um, I have tried uh, introducing a whole bunch of foods, and I my body freaks out in weird ways. Um, sometimes it's an autoimmune thing, like where I'll get rashes um, or like ulcers in my mouth or you know, really upset stomach. Um, and other times it's an anxiety response. And, um, for me that typically happens, I'll say seven, eight hours after I eat. And some people think I'm absolutely crazy for thinking that this is happening, but thankfully like there's a lot of books out there and new resources out there that talk about this and that the it brain is gut very connection. real. It's like, the gut brain yeah. connection. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like this is, they say like depression and everything and like anxiety yes. can start like Absolutely. there with all of those. Yes. So I, I, I probably will never be able to eat normally. Um, I've done a little bit of grieving about that, but quite frankly, um, this, journey has been so empowering that I haven't really taken the time to grieve the fact that I can't have a biscuit with sweet tea butter. So I no can't bread, have, right? Yeah. I, can't, I don't eat yeah. any grains. Like, um, yeah. so. And not that it. fun to, uh, like go take her on like a $300 right, was, tasting menu. All these beautiful restaurants. Like, do you, know? you go to the, to these? So, so, no, like when we were in Chicago, um, we went and the reason we brought Chris is because I couldn't go. So Chris and Jeff, not just the, that's not the only reason, but 
Um, so Chris and Jeff did the whole food tour and I just went and worked and, you know, did my thing, you know, and, and then there were a Chicago. few places we kind of set up ahead no, of time. You should of, go because like, they, they're like famous for being able to accommodate. I know. You know what? I uh, do find, yes, there are a lot of places you'd be that, that will, person, but, but I'm, I'm that person. I'm always that person now. It's a challenge. But see, I, I, 11, that, 11 right? Madison Park. That was like one of my most mm-hmm. eye opening like things where we had a, it was, um, her sister had, was, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, and I kind of had put on the reservation. That was like eight years ago. And this too. is a, yeah, this is a long time ago. And, and we show up and they're like, you know, one of the first courses is always the bread course, right? And so they, they show up and they drop off her bread at, you know, her thing. And she's like, oh no, I can't, I can't have this. I'm gluten-free. They're like, they're like, oh yes, we know. We made you gluten-free bread today. And she's like, oh, that's so wonderful. And then the pastry chef comes out and she's like, Oh, here's your goat butter. The, you, wow. They said that you could have that you could have goat, so I made you goat butter this morning. <laughs> I'm like, this is that's amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's I think so yours mean. is better though than like someone who's, you know, what well, I, I mean, yours is legit. That's <laughs> not, Whereas like other people, they're like, I'm vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't something. even know if it's like, I, I know it's legit for me, but like, I know most people look at me and they're like, I, I feel like I get a lot of like taps on my shoulder. Like, good for you. I'm so glad that's working for you. But at least, oh, <laughs> but, but I, you know, if this you look explicit. at the most modern <laughs> science around this, it's, it's very real. And the idea that you can treat anxiety. Um, I, I have never had to take meds. Um, and last year I was, um, in a very, very dire spot. Um, I decided not to take meds because I, I just, honestly, I didn't want to embrace it. I didn't want that to be my life. I didn't want to do it. So I tried every other technique there was from acupuncture and meditation to breathing exercises and vigorous rec- exercise and um, sunlight and um, acupressure and you know it just everything out there. And um, I stumbled upon the food thing. I mean, I suffered for six months, stumbled upon the food thing. And literally, as soon as it was making a difference, I just clung to that with my dear life. And I just, I don't change because it, it works. It, it has changed my life. So it's, I mean, AIP is a, it's a form of the paleo diet. So a lot of people say, you know, if your family has tendencies towards autoimmunes, towards anxiety, mental health issues, try a paleo diet, that that's a good place to start and not like... We're way past that. Though. W- but yeah. Oh, geez. I'm... S- yeah. <laughs> a lot more... Uh, it's so it's so strict. And yeah. I, I struggle so much eating out. There's so many beautiful restaurants in Charlotte and I, I haven't found a way to be able to enjoy them. I can eat at um, Crepe Cellar and Haberdish because they know what I can eat. Um but yeah, I mean, I feel I feel down, sad about the fact that I can't enjoy that stuff. But at the same time, I am so grateful. But you're every feeling day better for it a works. second chance. Yeah, I, I I just I can't grieve about it because I'm so lucky. I feel so lucky to have found a way. So, yeah, you could you could have like the medications cool. wouldn't have worked, and what if there wasn't food? And, I just like, felt that, like that I was on my way towards hospitalization, and I and I'm not, and I feel great, and it's all under control. I know what to do. Yes, I have to eat in this little tiny box, but well, and it's so healthy say, though what you're eating. Is, I mean, it really, it's got to be good for you in like other ways yes, too, because you're right. eating like that's good protein say. and vegetables. <laughs> the, the, like, the, I see low, the, the low inflammation food thing, like yeah. that's that's for real. Like I feel so much healthier. Yeah, I'm like I'm like wow. Like yeah, I was able to like play tennis like three days in a row or that's whatever. amazing I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's good it's i know i really want to like i was you know, i suffer <coughs> with anxiety and depression and all of that and like yeah. i would like to try that i don't have whenever i quit sugar i feel better my anxiety yeah. goes Sugar's down a big part yeah. um 
but I haven't really been able to keep up with it. So I like, I think that's amazing because even though you feel better, it still is a huge willpower thing to like, to continue with it. Because for me, Uh, feeling better was not enough to keep me off the sugar, which is basically crack cocaine to me. So no, it's okay. (laughs) I think, I think everybody has to find their own ways and you can find other ways that help you cope too. Sometimes I feel like I'm so far in a box that I'm, I'm not doing any good for myself. Like I don't know how to get freedom. You know, I'm still stuck in here and like the rules can become their own. Yes, it becomes, yeah, it's like own, anxiety it's jail. producing Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if you knew the way that I conduct my day, I mean, I make sure I get two tablespoons of coconut oil every day. I melt it on top of my food. I make sure I don't eat until nine. I intermittent fast every single day. Me too. And that's, okay. It's helpful. We're having, I'm going on a work trip tomorrow okay. and I'm like, like, what if the they want to, <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> if they want to go get dinner at eight? And he's like, you have to get dinner at eight. And I'm like, I can't have dinner okay. at eight. <laughs> this body won't do that. I know. And that's where like, I think, well, you and I need to like work through like finding ways of being flexible. And yes, I think being that's flexible. hard. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but no. I'm hopeful to get that's there. what I said in the car the way here. I was like, I, you know, it'd be nice. It's good to work nice. on. It's led me yeah. to drinking. <laughs> I was drinking. just gonna, Jason. I was like, I was like, hey, dude, do you want to go grab a beer? Like, <laughs> I know. But the we rules. Can, we can sneak out of here. It happens so much to women too. Why us? It's not fair. But I know. It's just like we get all wrapped shoot. up in like, yeah, that like. But you know, uh-huh. I'm amazed that you found something that works for you, and I think that's yeah, awesome. I think that's Thank awesome. you. There's there's yeah. some great resources. I really like the book um, Grain Brain. I think that's an awesome book to read. Yeah, um, I need to read it. It's wonderful because it talks a lot. About, I think for me, I think one of the neatest things about um, what I, I'm doing and what helps me hold on to doing it is that um, this kind of diet can help you in the short term and the long term. So in the short term, it's the idea that each day can be full of peace and calm and you don't have to fight anxiety every day. And then the second part is that um, some theories are pointing to um, anxiety being the precursor toward more difficult brain diseases like severe depression, dementia, Alzheimer's. And so if you can get that under wraps now, then you can avoid that. And I think to myself all the time, and I say this to myself all the time, we are the pipeline for the Alzheimer's epidemic, you know? And my part is to do this so that I, you know, in talking about it too, I think is important. And I think um, if we can uh, protect ourselves in the short term and the long term, that's what makes me hold on. Well, yeah, and that's like fighting your genetics too. Yes, like, that's what you were saying genetics. as far and as they like a say history that you can of, do it. Yeah, like that's pretty amazing. Like you're amazing. changing yourself on a genetic. I hope so. I mean, who knows? I could be hit by know. a bus. So I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> these rules, and then and then bam, the plane I'm, goes I'm gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Damn it. <laughs> I know. And then yeah, where's the living in that? So what know. do you eat at Haberdish? Like what's so what they do there? an unbrined chicken for okay. me that um, this it's um, chicken tenders, but it's just unbrined, unbreaded, oh. unfried. It's grilled that on the grill top. Good. It's just olive oil, and then I eat it on top of kale. <laughs> so and you can just, have the white, like the gravy, this like the sauce. No, it has no sauce on it. No sauce. It's just yeah. cooked in olive oil, salt, and pepper, and then um, black pepper. That is, and then it's served on top of kale, and then I eat it with olive oil and apple cider vinegar. Kale and apple cider <laughs> vinegar makes me feel amazing, though. I, I, will, I started eating that every day, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty. <laughs> right, that's pretty it's, revolutionary. It's good for a few days, but yeah, <laughs> when you've been doing it for 14 months, I think it gets a little old. So, so old, you do it like when she cooks, like for dinner, or is that? Like, well, you we just, just eat a lot in. healthier now at home, and yeah. we're just a lot more cognizant of it. And I try to just, I mean, I obviously eat everything because I eat everything at all our restaurants all the time, and um, and I'm perfectly healthy but i try to um yeah just try to be mindful of how much gluten we're eating and that kind of stuff and just you know 
keep it to a minimum. I save it for donuts. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, and I'm like smelling. We, like this yeah, is the gonna, best scent in the world. We're gonna have like we had to bring you six, donuts. Six We've got bites. six raining donuts here, and they are beautiful. We didn't even talk about raining donuts. I know. So you have fall flavors but now. I have. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I have some questions now. Okay, I know. I've been dominating. You go ahead, Jason. So <laughs> I think it's very interesting that you've kept these people for ten years. What do you think the secret is? Oh, it the the employees. Yeah. Um. Well, one, I think that um, I think we treat. I don't know if we treat them differently, but we we seem to really. They're our family, and we seem to really care about everybody that's there. I think one of the other big things is when people have passions and want to do things, like Colleen wanting to um, get into cocktails. We try to support that with everything we have and it's really come back to us um it's it's been great so we like colleen when she started making cocktails and then studying and being so into it then we free up resources and let her take time off work and send her to all the cocktail conventions all around the country and really invest her and look i mean look what she's been able to do so um and it's not just it's not just that we you know will support if somebody wants to um do like a really good job on pickles, then I will kind of be like, well, here's all the stuff you need. Here's what I know about pickles. Here's five awesome books, like read these. And then if they do that stuff, then it's like, if there's a pickle convention somewhere, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like we will. Yeah. So I, I think that, I think that's been a big part of it. And then I think too, that I, you know, I think a lot of our employees are way better doing stuff than I am. And then, Jamie is and that we try to really empower them to do the things that they're really good at. And so I don't micromanage. I really don't want to like do a whole lot. I'd rather just let He's them so lazy. do it. He just so, wants to play tennis. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, and let all these fabulous and, businesses run themselves yes. at this right. point. So, you got have amazing people, people yeah. over there that are running I, them. I and think we have this, them. we have a lot of trust and empowerment, um, built in. And, um, and I, I think that's re- really you know, grown and yeah, sometimes we have to rein it back and that um, must be hard though to not micromanage, like walk in and like, you know, I don't know after you haven't been there, maybe after being on a they, trip, they like, really do such a great job. You don't Everybody. have to worry. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's still there's micro- stuff. Yeah, la- <laughs> last, last night I was like, can we turn some sports on the TV? At Growlers? Instead- no, it was at Haberdish instead, <laughs> oh, okay. of, instead of the news and they were slammed. Like they had like a huge day all day and I was just like, or just hand me the remote. I'll yeah, I'll take do care it. Of it. But, <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like they're not worried about that kind of stuff. And they, yeah. they shouldn't. And it's not yeah, like cause they're gonna, focused on it's not like I'm going to go yeah. scream at somebody because they left the news on or, you know, the, the game ended 45 minutes ago, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they, they do a great job and they want to learn and they want to get better. So if I do everything for everybody, it doesn't doesn't, it help. doesn't help. So and your th- stress level would just be insane, I'm sure. So that, I think that probably helps, too, that I, I have a very low stress level so yeah. i'm he I'm, does that's I, amazing it's jason's like I'm that like too genetically oh, predisposed to just like be like okay go with the flow yeah <laughs> let's yeah. let's just solve the problem and um let's just fix it and low confrontation level yeah yeah it's not, i mean it's just it's not just that i mean even if if i'm sitting in a chair and they're like hey there's a fire in the kitchen i you know i just be yeah. like okay well there's seven people in here let's get them outside and then <laughs> Yeah, um, where's no, the, no worries where's about the fire, it. Just where's the fire extinguisher? We'll fix this. What do it's we, fine. Yes, what, what do we need to do next? Like, yeah, and I just would just like, like just go into problem solving mode. And, but I'm not like, ah, 
That would be me. My hair would be on me fire too. because I'd be yeah. like, <laughs> and fix the problem. I'd be like flipping tables. <laughs> yeah. Pushing people out of the way. <laughs> um, what's the, yeah, I want to talk about raining donuts just quickly. So like how, how has that been? Like, you guys just have like a window and like, yeah, it's, it's so quirk- cool. How did you come up with that concept? Place. Yeah. Well, we had looked at that window for years and years because it's, it's actually really unique. If any of you go by there sometime, look at the window itself and you'll see that the, the, the way that the bricks are splayed out, there was clearly a door or something there. And we don't know what it was, but they're kind of fanned out and then, and then you've got the window. So we don't know what it was, but for many years, it was just the storage closet at Growler's Poorhouse. When we opened up Haberdish, we suddenly had this gigantic basement in the bottom of Haberdish, so we had room to move everything from Growlers over there to the oh, basement. I didn't know there was a basement. Yeah, it's a basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's not haunted. It's very low ceilinged, but um, yeah, it's a whole bunch of like Christmas stuff and plates and you know beer stuff and everything. But anyway, um, you know, Jeff and I had looked at this window countless times, wondering like it'd be fun if we could do something, but we could never quite figure out what. And then um, we just decided we have this wonderful donut shop up on the Jersey Shore that we always go to every year. And um, they serve hot donuts out the window. So that's kind of where the idea came from. And we just thought it would be a nice way to brighten up that little corner. It was always kind of a little dingy and dark. So we put up Christmas lights all year long and um, just have the little window there that opens and closes when it's, you know, when we're in operations and just serve people donuts and make people really happy. Really happy. It does. There's it so much joy so outside happy. of that window. Such fun Hot flavors too. And the coffee's Thank so good you. too. And yeah, like, I love just having the picnic tables out there yes. now. Like yeah, I, we work out there We, we out there on <laughs> have the, meetings the, out there because yeah, it's so not? beautiful. And the chicken skin hot sauce one is... That's the Friday flavor. Yeah, which yeah. I have not had yet, and I love hot sauce and chicken skin. I can't skin, do... So like I'm, your daughter said, not interested. I know, your daughter was like, I have I have not tried that, and I have no interest in Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles? Yeah, right. Wait a yeah. second. You said, see, my... I did like the chicken and waffles you had at Haberdash. Okay, the, but you said those. you're Jewish. And yeah. the Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. Oh, the ish part, uh, I don't like that. So, but. so one of the secret, like, Jewish grandmother thing is something called Grabinus. Mm-hmm. I don't know this. I don't yes. know this. So if you take... I make this all the time at home. Yeah. So tasty. So, so I think chicken fat is like one of the big like yeah. things that mm-hmm. like the Jewish grandmothers like serve. But Shots. so there... So yeah, exactly. So um, if you take chicken skins, so just the skins, and you just start rendering them down. So you just, you just kind of put them in a pan or put them in the oven and just like, you know, like hours and hours and hours. All the fat is going to come out of the chicken skins. And then you're gonna get these hard, crunchy little so like good. chicken skin bacon bits. Oh my god! And, and I they hate them, which makes are, me great. Yeah. yeah, like it's they are amazing. They're awesome, and that's kind of where the like chicken skin stuff kind of came into play for us. Was me making a lot of grabinus at, at home and okay, just I need like, to try awesome. it now. How do you guys it's serve so them at home? Oh, I just oh, you can put just, it over. You can put it, it on just salad. Treat, it's like treat bacon it, bits. Treat yeah. it like a bacon bit and just. Put it on stuff and, and also God cook it. with chicken fat. The problem's going to be for you. You're going to have to come to the restaurant probably to get some chicken skins because chicken skins are not easy to come by. Yeah, you town. can't just like, I mean, but, yeah. you have to just go buy a whole chicken. Oh, yeah, we're know. not going to. We're just going to come, come to the restaurant. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, well, we rely we on you guys for that. our cooking. No, but I, yeah. 100%. So, Grandma's not yeah, doing we that. Have to, I, have to buy, I have to get chicken skins in like 40 pound cases. You just get the skin though. 
Is that how? Yeah, they, we yeah. get a case of yeah, because yeah, it's like a throwaway product from yeah, all that's the true. Yeah, chicken breasts. So many chicken breasts. Everybody yeah. else is <laughs> yeah. is eating. Yeah, no skin. Yeah, you know, skin part. off whatever. They're and they're like free it. too. I think yeah, 40, 40 pounds yeah. of chicken skins. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> They'll know pay how. You to I take don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like the liver. Yeah, nobody wants that for the liver mush. It's like just a throwaway. And you can eat that too, right? I would imagine. No, I don't eat pork, but I can eat chicken livers. Okay, I don't choose Our livers are pork livers. Oh, yeah, okay. at, at Haberdish, we have pork liver gotcha. for the liver mush. And the liver mush I couldn't get on board with. I didn't grow up with have that. You, have you tried That's that That's a very Jewish liver mush. Is I don't Jewish. know if I've okay. tried it there, Scrapple. so maybe I need to yeah. try yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I like uh, it. Next time you come. It, okay. It's, yep. well, you the accoutrements that go with it. We've done like, that before. I don't know if I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's but you honestly think everything at Haberdish, every single. There's really thing, nothing at Haberdish I, I have bad. not liked. <laughs> I'm so, so bad. It's what what's your best. favorite thing? Like what what's oh, your go to? I get the roast chicken with. She the likes white, the Alabama white. The Alabama white, and I have to get the biscuits and the bacon jam. Yeah. Um, I have to get the pickles. Well, which which one's the, the dill sour, or the the dill? The dill. Well, the mac and cheese with the chicken skins that got top so five good. of our of the year one yeah. year for us. It's so okay. Fucking good. That was the best dish in oh Charlotte. Gosh. Yeah, just with the hot sauce and the skin. And then you're skin. against putting the chicken skin on donuts? Well, I, see, because like, when I want a donut, yeah, but when I want a donut, though, I want, like, chocolate. That's just okay. how I am. You can save him the chocolate with the sprinkles. That's for but all the little he kids. He gets nothing. But I can he have gets two. nothing. These are mine. <laughs> but I can have two donuts. You, oh, well, there's actually and they're, six they're, in there, so you can have big. three. So yeah, we'll have three Yeah, they're little. fair. Yeah. So is it fair to say that, so it sounds like crepe cellar and growlers was kind of, like, you're not from Charlotte. You're trying to recreate something from another place. And then Haberdish was, this is Charlotte to me. Exactly. That was our like, well, we've laid our roots down here. We're here in Charlotte. So what is like, what is our cuisine? And it's, it's a, it's a crazy question because I mean, how many people do you know from Charlotte? <laughs> Just this one. Right? There we <laughs> so, go. <laughs> I'm from Fort Mill. Thank so, you. Well, thank you very much. And, and, and then, you know, we're on, like, we're like a trading post. And so there's influences yeah. from, um, you know, from Appalachia and from Lowcountry and from the Piedmont. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's a great question, a really interesting question. And that's what led us to, you know, we get to go to Shelby and have liver mush and we get to go to Mount Airy and have Sonker and, um, and then just kind of dive into to making stuff. And then we have a lot of other influences from around the South. Like we do a Nashville hot chicken on Sundays. Which I haven't had. That's what I had. It's oh, fun. It was it. very good. That's really good, yeah. isn't it? Oh my oh, gosh, and the that. cinnamon roll. The, I mean, that's my other favorite. That's oh, like, the cinnamon roll. The cinnamon roll is a total accident. That was total ne- that accident. was never that wasn't on the menu, but the guys back in the there was one guy in so the like kitchen. So like the third who was child, using, like that type of accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like yeah. that. Like, yes, like, yes, that. like my baby, also an accident. <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, they they basically were had all this biscuit leftovers all the time. So he started so it rolling it out okay. and oh. turning it into cinnamon rolls for the kitchen, That's and everybody so loved it. It was so like much. a sta- oh, it was like a goodness. staff thing that they were just making every day. Just for them, no, just for them. You dare hoard that. No, that's I've not had a cinnamon roll better. I've eaten a lot. Oh, all good. over the world. Good. I'm so glad you like it. <laughs> not, it's neat because it's a, a biscuit base, which is kind of Yeah, nice. I think that, and it's so doughy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, it. I love, I love that. <laughs> it's so freaking love good. Um, so did you, did you try, what do you think about the sauce on there? We, oh, we I love the it. sauce. Yeah. I don't need the sauce. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't use it. For me, it's like, it's too much. I just like okay. that. I just like the cinnamon part. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't, I'm not like, it's caramel, right? I'm yeah. not like huge on caramel. Yeah. So, 
to me, I usually don't use the sauce. Because we, we, we always go back and forth whether we go, like, the original was milk dip, and then we, like, caramelized it. Caramel. it so. I'd probably like the milk dip better. It's but milder. Most like it's a milder. Yeah, but, like, no, not I like so the sweet. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that, too. Yeah. Well, we do a recurring segment um, called The Best Thing You Ate or Drank This Week. So it can be something you made at home, something from one of your many glorious restaurants. Um, you go first, Jeff. I eat, like, 12 <laughs> things <laughs> total, so <laughs> you go first. But I'll think. I mean... Um, well, I have been eating a lot of, uh, lobster ravioli. So oh my goodness. Um, As you do. Oh, where? Poor guy. I, um, <laughs> so that's that a, uh, that's a, that's a fall, that's a fall menu, um, thing at Crepe Cellar. So oh we've been, gosh. we've been hammering that out for the last, I don't know, gosh, that took a while for us to dial in, but it's, um, it's really interesting because we make a fresh pasta dough, but instead of putting the water is substituted for champagne. Um, so the pasta dough has champ- cook, like oh like so in the, the pasta, pasta dough oh has champagne in it, and the flavor actually comes out a lot more while you're making the pasta, um, right. and it's just like whoosh. And so then we put a little bit of um, and we do like a champagne butter sauce to like go on top Dear of it. God. So it's, it's like it's like champagne is it open pasta. Now? Champagne, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know what where, time do you guys? And, it might be uh, going there after this. <laughs> so we have a yeah. So it's my fasting um, window closed. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. So Please. been been doing that. So we had my mom came into town this week, so we took her to Crepe Cellar. So where are you guys from originally? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Jeff's from Cleveland. And I'm from oh. Cleveland. So we had an interesting week, you know, somebody throwing their helmet yeah. at the uh, quarterback, <laughs> but that's all right. Yvonne knows all about that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she she stayed up watching football. On she Thursday. doesn't care about football. Yeah, I don't know at all. what you're talking <laughs> about. She's like, let's get back to food. What you, about would, that you, would, you would have liked this though, because it was like high drama. This guy. He's actually from Rock Hill, Mason Rudolph. Really? He, uh, the guy from the Cleveland took his helmet and smacked him over the head. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah and this guy was like going to be defensive player of the year in the whole NFL. And, and it was now, the last play of the sus- game. In the, yeah, it was like 20 seconds left in the game. And now he's suspended for the rest of the year. Just, was the other guy hurt or probably not, right? No, he's just, not. He, he was sure it wasn't that hard. Yeah. That's crazy. He, yeah. Why'd he hit him? What did the guy do? Uh, I do knows? like it. See, when it's drama, I I, it was, I, it's like it the was, real housewives. It was drama. I, I couldn't it. even <laughs> listen to like ESPN or Sports Talk Radio the next day because I just didn't want to hear about it. Yeah, it was just too upsetting. Well, we, okay, to we have a guy in our neighborhood who he had <laughs> a Cleveland a nice Browns guy. flag, and after two weeks, he took it down. I'm like, it's like, hey, if you're, you're a, a fan, you've got to stay a fan. you got to at least keep it for, <laughs> yeah. keep I mean, it for eight weeks. On. Give the guy a break. After what we've gone through, <laughs> give, give him a break. <laughs> He's been through a lot. He, he I'm, like, I'm like, you're so excited about the season two weeks in? Come on. You weeks. knew this was how it was going to go. I mean, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jamie? What's the best thing you ate or drank? Well, um, probably my cauliflower rice. with um, I put roasted onions on it, and we've been making a lot of these little bunapi um, mushrooms and I just I love it so it actually makes my mouth water my taste have changed what that a lot is, a bunapi oh. mushroom I, I get them at Whole Foods okay and um, they're just these little they look like uh, a fairy tale land oh like the these, little ones they're they? they're they're not not like in Nokis not like the yeah, real yeah. skinny tiny guys but they have like these pillowy white like round heads on the top and there's like, like fairies would sit like on them. fairies would sit on them yeah. and they're so freaking cute and you just drop those things in a saute pan and 
cook them up and they're so good. Are you making your own cauliflower rice and not buying it frozen? You know what? Uh, that's one of my shortcuts. I buy, I good. buy it already <laughs> riced. I was going to say, cause that I can just see. I you have a few shortcuts and that's, that's one of them. And like, yeah. like artichokes, like yeah. give me the bagged ones that have oh, yeah. very little on them, like lemon, olive oil. And that is, I like little wins like that. Artichokes Lettuce. Are hard to Anything into. I can just plunk on my plate <laughs> yeah. and not have to cook. That sounds good. delicious. It's good. I'd eat that. What I'm going to skip and ask more questions. Okay. What? So what's your <laughs> next trip that you guys are going on? Ooh, I, I got put on a traveling well, hiatus. Well, you did because he loves <laughs> to travel and it just gets to be but, too much uh, sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, my, my next trip's kind of random. I'm going to uh, Sarasota, Florida on Tuesday to play a national father-son tournament with my dad, a tennis Place. tournament. Oh, oh that's goodness. awesome. So my dad, they do it by the age of the dad, which makes it even crazier. So my dad's 86. Oh, oh my perfect. gosh. So we play in the 80 and over. You uh, should dominate that. Your dad can play division. tennis at so, 86? Like that's yeah. well, he's getting, he's getting, He's getting old. So we, we, we did really, really well for a number of years, and now we're kind of, we're, we're on the periphery. I think we're, we're, we're number two in the country right now, but <laughs> no um, big deal. Number oh two. Oh my goodness! I know, so, but, uh, so, but this is like our swan song. This is like we've we've had we we've had chances to win them this year, but we just can't can't get through. Can't get our set points and break points. And oh my all god, I love this. Okay, to. so do you like? The other father who's like 85, do you go straight for his head? Yep. <laughs> you do? Yep. So, <laughs> so if you're, yeah. if you're, I stick my dad, I stick my dad three inches from the net and I, mm. he's got a green light, like anything he mm. can touch, he's allowed to hit, but then I can't like lay up on a ball. Yeah. So no matter what, like I am not given the sun, like I'm not just going to like chip the ball over, pop it over and let the sun kill my dad. Right. Yeah. So I have fully committed <laughs> to go all in on every ball. This is so it's best. fun. It's I want to go crazy. to this. I want to cover this. Yeah, tournament. I want to spectate. For so sure. yeah. here's what you have to do as homework oh, yeah, in the next couple good. weeks yes. is there was a documentary done about his father, oh. and it's called Gold Balls. Gold Balls. Mm. Right? I'm Sounds in. weird, That's right? That's amazing. Is it a porno? <laughs> yeah, right? Not that interesting. Okay. <laughs> Gold Balls are what all these guys are in pursuit of in, in doing these USTA tournaments is if you win, you get a gold ball. Okay, so his father is constantly doing these tournaments trying to win gold balls. And so are all these other people out there, men and women playing in these tournaments. So if you win a national championship in like in the U.S., that's what you get is a gold ball. So it's like so this cool. my uh, it's actually our sister-in-law uh, so have created you won? this film. Does, about does it, he so. have one? Does uh, he have a gold he'd, he'd, So we've with Jeff. Yeah, so Aww. we've won six. Um, <laughs> no big deal. We've won six together and then I've won two separately. Like. Okay, so, okay. Goodness. So here's what we're going to do. My brother, I can't beat him in tennis. It's the one thing I can't beat him in. Yeah. So you're going to come with me and play. We're going to play doubles. You're going <laughs> to per- perfect. You're, you're going to show up you know, the first set. Not looking the like first you're set, you're just going to completely, you know, throw it. Okay. Like, just completely yeah, just dis- I don't know how to play tennis. Yeah. Same set. <laughs> we're going to win a ton of money. We're gonna, <laughs> I, love I love it. So this. first set left-handed. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm left-handed, so we'll just. I'm like, I found this guy on the street. He's a lefty too. Like, we're, <laughs> this, this is fun. great. Yeah. He's, a, he's a restaurant guy. Yeah. Yeah. What does yeah. he know about tennis? Yeah. <laughs> Something then, about he watches gold balls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This What's, is gonna be. That's. It's see, really awesome. That's why you. That's why you don't talk about yourself. I could have said my favorite thing to eat this week. Yeah, was we didn't need anything stupid this and week. It would have been something stupid. Gold balls, I agree. Way better. What's your next family trip? No, we didn't hear what you were gonna. What no, you we're, ate we're this skipping week. it. We're sk- <laughs> we didn't like Jason said. It's boring yeah. and it's stupid. What, yeah. What's your next family trip? Uh, just Thanksgiving <laughs> stuff with the fam. We're gonna we're gonna go to um, the farm. And you're gonna get to go to some distilleries. I'm gonna yeah I, yeah so um, 
Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna shoot through Nashville on the way to the farm and spend a night there. You guys have your own and, farm. And my, well, my parents, parents live on the farm. That's live awesome. On a farm. It's neat. It's good for and, Thanksgiving. And then and it's like right in the middle of Tennessee, so okay. there's um there's a bunch of like Jack Daniels is like 45 yes. minutes away. Uncle, um, that's cool. Uh, Nearing's like not not that far. So I of course struggling with you know I have the in laws and all this hey, other it's stuff. Not that so bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> you need but, to, but you need to get away. But a anyways, I've scheduled. <laughs> I've I've used my connections to schedule uh, distillery tours every single yes. day that I'm there. <laughs> You need that so on a family trip. Every, it's fine. Yeah. Every afternoon at three o'clock. You'll <laughs> be gone. I wow. will be. I got this thing I got to do for work. I found out her mom is sleeping in the same room with us over oh, that's Christmas. Awesome. That's and Last time she came, I saw her naked, and apparently that's going to happen just, again. What, what, so what is that? that? I've seen see, my in-laws I don't naked get it. Too. Are they the same way? Like, there's no shame. Like, no they're shame. not going to shut the door. She didn't, like, shut the door immediately. She was just no. like, whatever. And then she saw him and just shuts the door. It's too late now. The damage is done. Well, I mean, ours is a little more difficult because our bathroom's in our dining room. But. Yeah, we have a very small <laughs> oh. car. So that's but really not still, their fault. But my parents are just as awkward. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. You guys so were much. awesome. Yeah, well, we have so much more to talk about. I know. I feel like, seriously. Like, well, sometime we'll get dinner bad. or drinks so yes. you can try that lobster ravioli. I or, need to. Yes. yes. And thank skins. you for coming. I know you have your, your kids and they were so well behaved and like the whole the whole yeah. family's well, here so it, on a Sunday they, night. We don't know where they are. Though. I mean, They're yeah, they could pro- <laughs> they could be outside of Huga right now, but we'll find There's out in a minute. There's someone on fire outside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We need to get them all so where, outside. So tell us where we can find you guys on the internet and yes. everywhere. Oh, goodness. Well, all over. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we do um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so Haverdish, you can find it at Haverdish. Crepe Cellar is at Crepe Cellar. Growlers is at growlers ph and then it's at raining donuts for the last one at supper and at supper dot land yeah supper dot land is and, the and you just posted a picture of tile which looks really cool and i thanks uh, i didn't get very many likes but i sure love that oh, I'm you know what? it's like not it. all about the lights i don't i know oh i know sometimes right. the, instagram yeah, likes are going it's crushing us right yeah, now yeah. isn't it, it? Is. <laughs> i'm like you hate me instagram but that's fine we all feel the same way it's okay all right we might be taking a hiatus next week because well, we're, we're going to be in sure. Mexico. We'll see. So. Oh, nice. Where are you guys yeah, going? You. Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Mexico City to some Yeah, we're going to Puyol nice. and to the other, other You want to go to Cabo? No. Yeah. <laughs> He's always wanted to try. <laughs> no. You guys are going to have a great to get time. To Cabo. I've never been. We've both never been to Mexico, so we're excited. Awesome. My dad watches a lot of Fox News, and he's scared. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Fox News. Yes. That's why I'm going to distilleries in Tennessee every day. Yeah, <laughs> right. My happy, my happy place in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Jason's already ge- gearing up for all the I'm impeachment talk the impeachment over talk. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank That's you awesome. so much. Fake news. <laughs>